Have you ever searched for the hashtag slow fashion on Instagram? It currently yields over 5 million results. There's no doubt the slow, sustainable, and ethical fashion movement has quickly gained global traction and popularity in recent years, and it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. But what exactly do these fairly new fashion phrases mean? In today's episode, we explore this question and a few other questions that have been on our minds. Like, why are so many sustainable brands so expensive? Is it possible to be sustainable and plus-sized? And how can we pump the brakes, stop shopping for sport, and put some of these slow fashion concepts into practice? Keep listening for episode 22 of Allow Us to Reathrifterduce Ourselves. Welcome back. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. Some people still can't tell the difference between our voices. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cute. I like your voice. Oh. <laughs> All right, girl. Let's talk about this new Target brand. It's called All in Motion. So I just saw it because um, I was looking up sustainable brands. I'm trying to figure out like what kind of things I can look for in plus size. And Target popped up and I was like, huh, what? Because Target's like queen of because she's a girl target is like she's a girl queen (laughs) of fast fashion you know so i look this up and it pops up and they're so proud of themselves and it says that they have this new brand and it's for men women and children and it's inclusive sizing so like they even have bigger sizes for men which like you never find that like you can, it's really tough to find bigger sizes for men, like bigger men or tall men. Like you always have to go to the big and tall store. But yeah, when when do you ever see a plus size male model? Never. And it's bullcrap because like men are fat too. There are guys out there that are looking for nice clothes too. It's the same type of like discrimination, but it's even worse because women, like they found the market with women. Like they're like, oh crap, these ladies are here. They want to buy crap. Here's all this stuff. But like for men, it's almost like, Men are, like, not allowed to be fat. Well, and then women have found a movement. There's a plus-size movement now. Yes. And men haven't. No. I don't I don't know a single male plus-size blogger. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's some out there, but I have yeah. never come across one. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so you find this brand, and they say that they're sustainable at target what what does that what does that mean exactly Exactly. so like i look at it and they're they're like it's cheap it's sustainable and it's all inclusive so i'm like okay target found where the money is right because Mm -hmm. they're given all of those like words right the buzzwords buzzwords that's yeah yeah so the more i looked at it the more i was like is it sustainable like how is it sustainable anything i've ever found is like sustainable but it's expensive like how are you still giving me a pair of leggings for like 25 dollars or whatever but it's sustainable fabrics like i don't understand how that works and i feel like target might be just throwing out those words to get us excited and just go buy it so we can say that we're part of this movement and we can be like, I got sustainable clothing from Target where really it might not completely be a sustainable brand. I don't know. So I looked up this All in Motion brand and they had a disclaimer that said the majority of their materials were made with recycled polyester. Okay. And then it had a little asterisk. (laughs) Asterisk. (laughs) Asterisk. And so when I clicked on that. Yeah. 
it just took me to the collection. It didn't explain to me what recycled polyester meant. So I see what you mean about how like that can be a little misleading. Like for somebody who doesn't know enough about recycled polyester, or if I simply saw this brand advertises sustainable like that could mean a million different things to a million different people yeah and like something's going off in my head like if it says sustainable why is there an asterisk mm -hmm. you know what i mean like to me that's just like something's going off telling me something's not right it's like sustainable light <laughs> exactly like <laughs> something's wrong i don't know what it is there's not a lot of information out there so i was like okay screw that i want to look up and find something for me like my goal this year is to find sustainable clothing and plus size and I've never really delved into it before but I'm wanting to do it because I do want to get away from fast fashion so I googled plus sized sustainable clothing and I find this place called The Good Trade. Pause right now, jump on to thegoodtrade.com. It's so cool. Sign up for their newsletter. It's totally worth it because they do all the work for you. Like they're breaking down sustainable fashion, showing us why and how it's made ethically. They even have a lengthy list of plus size ethically made clothing. I'm so pumped about it. Like they, they've already like broken everything out for me. I don't have to go to 8,000 different mm -hmm. places and look for the reason why it's sustainable. It's there. Or plus size clothing, it's there. Look for sustainable clothing that's cheaper. Like they've literally already made these lists for us. And it's amazing. I love this. So why is the slow fashion movement so expensive then? Because I know you said on this Good Trade website, they categorize different brands by their price range. But for the most part, they're pretty expensive. Right. While I was looking at the different clothing, I started to see how much things were costing. And I was like, what's so bad about fast fashion again? <laughs> like, shoot, you know? So like one pair of jeans is going to cost the entire amount that I'm going to spend on a, on a whole wardrobe from Old Navy. But then I got to back up and I got to be like, okay, what's the reasoning behind this? I have to remember why I'm looking to do this in the first place. Like I'm reading cool things on their site and it's telling me made in the USA, made from recycled materials, fair labor standards, fair trade products, gives back to the community, ethical production process, supply chain transparency, like good, 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 like mm -hmm. nothing bad here, you know? So it's like all these good things that fast fashion doesn't have. But this is why we're in trouble because none of these things are happening in the fast fashion world. So this is why it's expensive. Yeah. And I think another thing to note is that when we're worried about spending too much money on a pair of jeans, let's just say jeans, um, we're thinking about ourselves. And that's it. We're not thinking about one more person, one more thing that's gone into the making of those genes or the pollution of those genes. We're only thinking about ourselves and the money that we're taking away from other things we can purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like we need to stop and think about more than just us because it's the world isn't just about us or you. Totally. And I think that that really helps clarify all of those things that you just listed helps clarify why these brands are so expensive. It's worth it to me because I want to pay for equality for among the people that are making my clothes. It's only fair and mm -hmm. it might be tough, but 
that's what we're trying to figure out in this episode is like, how are we going to do it? I've heard a lot of these terms and phrases being used all the time and sometimes interchangeably. So why don't we define them so people understand them? And honestly, because I feel like I need to understand them oh, better too. Girl, me too. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you um, what fair trade means. That was something for me because I always hear fair trade, fair trade, and people like get really excited and throw it out at you. Once I heard it, like the meaning of it, I was like, okay, I understand why people love throwing this word out. Mm -hmm. So it means that all their products are made in factories that have been certified for paying a fair wage and provide comfortable and safe working conditions for all the employees. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's like all the things that fast fashion has been known to do poorly. So then that's sort of along the same lines as the term ethical fashion. Ethical fashion has to do with whether the people who made the clothes were paid well and work in safe conditions. Okay, yeah. So what like does slow fashion mean if you're like ethical fashion and what's slow fashion? Slow fashion is the movement. It's the act of slowing down the pace of shopping. It's the idea of focusing on quality over quantity. I love this quote that I found on parade.com from a journalist and sustainable fashion expert, Alden Wicker. And the quote goes, slow fashion is clothing and accessories that are thoughtfully made, high quality, and meant to be used for a long time. It's classic, timeless, employs some level of artisanship, and is made easily to be repaired. Oh. So slow fashion is sort of like the umbrella term for the movement. Yeah. And I love that it's made to be repaired. It's Mm -hmm. not made to be thrown away. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's like... Just makes me think of like my grandparents and they're always like, things just aren't made the way they used to. Back in the day, you'd buy a table and it'd last you your whole lifetime. Now it lasts 20 years, you know? You know, and it's funny because our standards have been lowered so much over the last few years. Yeah. I was having a conversation with Neri, my sister, about buying a twin bed for my daughter, transitioning her from a crib to a twin bed. And I said, I said, what do you think about if I got her a double bed, you know, for so it's something that she can grow with and she can have for years and years to come. And, yeah. you know, we can kind of get in there and snuggle with her and stuff. And she's like, you know what? I thought about getting one for my nephew, but it's just not going to last. Like stuff is not meant to last that long anymore. Yeah. She's like, there's no way it's going to last that long. Gosh, that's so true. And I was when like, you were a kid, you like brought your bed with you to like wherever you moved to. Like you had it your whole life. Oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, Neri, you're so right. It probably won't. Like our Amazon bed that we got less than five years ago, that thing is on its way out. Yeah. I mean, no question. It creaks and squeaks and screws fall out all the time. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And I was so happy with my purchase when I first bought it. I'm like, best bed ever. Because it's so cheap. So that was really eye-opening for me when she said that. I'm like, whoa. I mean, and if there's a brand out there that I know will last that long, I'll do it. But there's so far and few now that yeah. and there's like a new kind pumping out every you know month you hear something new yeah some new brand that's better all right other terms we hear all the time is sustainable and eco-friendly so sustainable fashion is all about the environmental impact it's all about how the clothes are made so we're looking for things that are made organically that are recycled repurposed that have very few chemicals or harmful dyes so it's all about the materials that are used to create what we're wearing. And less waste while we're doing it, right? right? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so after I figured all that out, back to it's expensive, okay? And I'm just like, am I really going to spend $178 on a pair of jeans 
and I'm trying to lose weight and my weight fluctuates and oh my god like how do I do this and and not feel like I have just like made such a huge mistake by spending that much money on a pair of jeans. And, and you know, of course, part of me is just like, just go to JCPenney mm-hmm. and spend $20 on a brand new pair of jeans. Like, don't worry about it. And then I'm like, no, I've been programmed into thinking that I should just go buy clothes that are cheap. And I mean, I just had a little spin, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And then I found my Mecca. <laughs> So this place called Big Bud Press, they're uh, they're in Los Angeles. Holy Mother of God! Just stop listening to us right now. Just take a second. Big Bud Press, put it in there. Be prepared. It's amazing. Have you looked yet? I looked, Shannon. Oh my! First, when I God. read your notes, I'm like, okay, it can't be that good. Oh, calm down. Oh, and, and then I was like, oh yeah. Oh, it's that good. It's so. Like it's so me. It's it's like bold colors, like but funky prints, and it's got like my favorite color green. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff is like mm-hmm. my favorite color green. The thing is, is that it's sustainable and it's size inclusive, so it has my size. Because usually it's like, oh look at that really super cute outfit. If they don't have my size, guys. Oh my god, the sizing is amazing, and the outfits are crazy. And I think I told you dash of spice Mm, how about all the spice hot 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 (laughs) (laughs) you were on a high dude you found that place i found it and then i was immediately disappointed because they have this new like line called the bob barker line and it's this amazing green with all these white flowers but it's like 70s style and of course like people already know about it or i mean it's not so much that people already know about it because they do but it's that it's small, so they're gonna sell out really quick. So you gotta be all up in that game. Oh, out. the collection is the small, collection, not the sizes. No, yeah, the collection is small and the store is small. You know, they have one small. So they have store. limited quantities. Yeah, thank you. I, I, sometimes I need an interpreter when I get excited. Use <laughs> my interpreter. See, that's the thing I think yeah. about slow fashion and the sustainable movement is that quantities are very limited because you're not mass producing them exactly. like a forever 21 for example yes mm-hmm. i think that's the key to slow fashion is like not only is it slow in the production but it's also slow in the consumption because yes. you are not just buying 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 right you have to limit your purchases sometimes you're forced to limit the number of things you can buy or so i think that's kind of the beauty of it oh i totally agree with you and it's already got me like feeling that like 13 year old girl vibe where I'm like on there like stalking it and looking at different things and trying to figure out what my first purchase of sustainable clothing is going to be. And then it's going to last me for the rest of my life and I'm going to be buried in it. And I'm just really excited. It makes you really think about what you're going to buy. Yeah. Like it, it takes the whole mindless part yes. of it out. Yeah, seriously, because like the like the mindless part is so true. Because other sites, you're like, oh, everything's ten, fifteen dollars. Put it in the cart. Put it in the cart. Put it in the cart, and you don't even think twice about it. But like this is like, what one thing am I gonna buy right now? Like I'm not gonna buy eight thousand things. I'm gonna buy one thing, and it's gonna last, and I'm gonna feel good about it. Yeah. So I have to say, I think one of my initial issues with the slow fashion movement when it first started you know several years ago when I first really started paying attention to it was that not only is it super expensive 
But I also felt like it wasn't diverse or inclusive. So I'm happy to see that these plus size brands are starting to surface and not just plus size brands, but like fashionable. Like, look how excited that got you. I have not seen you that excited about a brand (laughs) ever. ever. So when I first started paying attention to to this movement a few years ago, I was pretty disheartened because it wasn't very diverse or inclusive in size, race, income, because it was very expensive, and ethnicity. I, I actually, I remember taking to Instagram and Facebook and venting about it because I never saw a model that looked like me. It was very rare to see a brown model. And it also, I feel like, leaves out a lot of families who have very limited resources to shop these sustainable brands. Yes, I totally agree. But with all that, I think that this is this happens with any movement in its infancy. And I am optimistic about the awareness around it. It's super popular on social media right now. Um, there are a lot of brands popping up. I'm so glad you told me about this Good Trade website. Yeah, I feel like I landed there once in a after a Google search, but I didn't stay as long, mm-hmm. so it kind of rings a bell. But it sounds like it's a really great resource, and I think things are starting to evolve. More people are stepping up. We have a lot more stylish options now. And um, I think we are starting to see a little more diversity, but it's definitely still not as affordable. Right. And so I wanted to talk through, I don't know, what are some ways that people of all sizes and income levels can adopt a slow fashion lifestyle? I feel like the one thing that we're not doing is going to our closet and seeing what we already have. Mm -hmm. We're so quick to look at a closet full of clothing and drawers overflowing and secret storage under your bed and in your closet and in the basement like we all have so much well this reminds me of a graphic somebody just recently tagged me in it's called the biarchy of needs kind of like maslow's hierarchy of needs (laughs) it's a pyramid and it starts with use what you own then borrow swap thrift make and buy yes it's perfect. I just think that this is a great way to adopt a slow fashion lifestyle. Yes. You want to be a part of the movement. And I'll share the graphic with everybody. I think I'll post it on Instagram and stuff too so you can see it. Yeah, I need this like in my closet, on my phone. I'm trying to buy stuff. Like I need this little graphic everywhere. It's perfect. So after I have figured out that I need something and I've gone through my closet, my second thing that I want to do is go to the thrift store and look for it. So what happens if you can't find the item thrifting ever and you want to be sustainable and part of the slow fashion movement? Okay, so my new 2020 plan is to start a budget for these items that are going to come up because it's normal for us to need something once in a while. I'm going to save $50 a month, and if something pops up that I need, then I'm going to go to my list of sustainable places and start looking for that item that I'm in need of and find a sustainable location that I can get it or order it and, you know, really think smart about that thing. Am I going to be able to use it for a couple years or longer? Is it something that I'll be able to use if I've lost weight or gained weight? I really want to be able to stretch the use of it, especially if I'm buying a brand that's more expensive. I mean, at the same time, you know, last episode we were talking about giving back to the thrift store nice things. So if I do lose all this weight that I would like to lose, giving it back to the thrift store would also be a good thing because then somebody else is going to be able to use it. It's not going to get turned into rags because it's good quality Mm -hmm. material. I like the idea of creating a realistic budget and sticking with it because I think this will sort of force you to be very selective about what you buy and it's going to make you really 
take good care of your stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a smart way to do it because when you go on those sites and you see some of those price tags, you're like, oh, nope, X out. Yeah. But if you approach it with the mindset where you're like, all right, I'm going to create a budget for this and I'm going to be smart. I'm going to shop smart. Right. Right. You mentioned you want to create a list, which I think is genius because the thing about fast fashion just like fast food, is that it's convenient and it requires very minimal effort. Slow fashion, on the other hand, requires a little extra elbow grease, right? Like you have to do a little extra research. You have to put in a little uh, investment of your time. And so creating a running wish list of brands and items is a great way to just keep it on your radar, a great resource when you are ready to make that purchase. And I think it's going to pay off in the long run. Girl, you just convinced me to be on a fast fashion diet. (laughs) Well, that's the title of our episode. Yes. All right. Speaking of creating a list. Okay. Let's just throw a few out there that we have come across in preparing this episode. You mentioned the good trade. Yes. Go there. It's awesome. So that's kind of like a comprehensive resource for sustainable and ethically made brands. Another really easy way is to search for slow fashion bloggers on Instagram. They are everywhere. There are so many from all over the world. Australia, London, everywhere. Oh, it's not just skinny white girls? I mean, we have a long way to go with, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We have a long way to go with being more inclusive and diverse in this movement. But like I said, it's just starting off and we'll get there. All right. All right. Okay. Remember we got an email from Lindsay? Yeah. She listens to the podcast and she told us about some slow fashion websites and accounts. And she told us about sell trade slow fashion on Instagram. Oh, I love her. She's so sweet. So sweet. Thank you, Lindsay. This account, it's called sell trade slow fashion. It's a buy, sell and trade Instagram account for slow fashion. Okay. And ding, ding, ding. Listen to this. It's interesting because it's chosen by random winners. Like, you're not guaranteed to get the item. Okay. So I'm, like, in a drawing? Yes. Like, like I'm trying to win something on your website? I mean, I wouldn't phrase it that way. It's kind of weird because I didn't have to pay for it. No, you only pay if you win. All right. It's about avoiding impulse shopping. It's about slowing down your purchasing and spending habits. Oh, habits. Slowing down those habits. Okay. I'm all about it. it. I, I like it, but I don't like it because I'm a chubba. And if I find something that's in my size and it's the thing that I really need, like it's that one thing, you know? Yeah. It is it's it is different. It's but like, I'm I'm kind uh, of I'm kind of here for it. I don't I mind I, it. Okay, but oh man. I'd, I'd be really upset if it was something I really needed and then I didn't win it. But see, that's the mindset you have to get out of. Yeah. If you're trying to slow down your habits. That's true. That's true. Because you right. don't have to have it. You don't have to have anything. That's so true. Like, I'm not going to die. All right. You're going to survive. Yeah. Your life will go on without it. Yeah. That's what it is. Slow down your shopping habits. And then, of course, Shannon, you said the good trade also includes a roundup of plus size sustainable brands. 
Yes, it does. It was really cool. I'm pumped about it. That's where that's where I'm gonna go first to find like my my first thing that I'm in need of. Another thing you mentioned was asking yourself a series of questions before you buy something. I do this because I have the tendency to wanna buy a lot of things. So I've always sort of asked myself, like, how can I wear something at least three ways? I've even upped that in recent years to can I wear it at least 30 times? And I think with a lot of these uh, sustainable, ethically made brands, yeah, you can because mm-hmm. they're making them with really good quality materials, which is why you're paying that premium price. And another question, I think you mentioned this to me, Shannon, was am I attaching my happiness, self-worth, and success to this item? Right. I think a lot of times, a lot of what we buy is because it makes us feel a certain way, right? Like it makes us feel happier or more important. And if the answer is yes, then maybe you don't need to buy it, right? you know, because those probably aren't the best reasons why. Um, I mean, obviously, you want to buy things that make you happy, but not for the sake of filling that void. Exactly. It's that idea that you are out there shopping for an emotional reason instead of a need. That's you're just contributing to the waste in that moment, even though you think you're fixing something in you. That's a whole other podcast of counseling. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. and And it's something that happens. But like you're saying, we have to slow down and stop and think about why we're doing what we're doing when we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, my last tip about adopting a slow fashion lifestyle, this is my favorite one because this is my phrase of the year. Progress, not perfection. Oh, I have seen you post that and it made me feel really good when I read it. I was like, that's right. (laughs) I think if you are really trying to make a lifestyle change, right? You just need to focus on progress, not perfection. Be gentle and kind to yourself. Don't go from zero to 60 with this change. It's a lifestyle change and it's not going to happen overnight. So don't go home, Shannon, and donate and give away all your fast fashion brands that you own. Actually, what you want to do is the opposite. Wear them until you cannot wear them anymore. That is the most sustainable thing you can do. Oh, yeah. It's way more sustainable than buying a sustainable brand. It's using what you have is hands down the most sustainable thing that you can do. I totally agree. Progress and not perfection is all about making more conscious decisions. So if you buy nine things that were fast fashion this year compared to 10 things, is progress. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. Honestly, I think our homework and my homework for all of us for 2020 is just to buy one ethically made piece. Buy something you believe in, but that you also need. Can I add extra credit to that homework? (laughs) Sure. If you're not ready to buy, your homework is to simply research it. I love that because then less people are going to be trying to buy my Bob Barker collection back up (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh just wait till you see it guys oh i'm dreaming about it wait can we talk about something funny yeah Uh, do you have something no oh okay tell Um, me something funny okay i'm addicted to tiktok remember last time (laughs) remember last time i was like guys should we start a tiktok because i've been watching tiktoks oh my god make me stop shannon my tiktoks are um, so dumb I made anybody that follows me on Instagram, I made them watch it. I'm never going to make you stop. This is this is your thing. This is your outlet. We're, me and Dina, once I get her to do it, we're going to do a TikTok for Dina's days. 
I mean, like, we're going to, de- me and Dean are going to do a, a TikTok together. I just have to find a funny one for us to do. Do you have any ideas? We should repurpose the ones that we used to do on Vine. Just do them again. Oh. Because so that was, that content was gold. Find a broom. No, what else? Because <laughs> I'm not doing the broom. We're way, Why? Are you we serious? are way too old for that now. Oh, there's no such thing. I'm Come not on. getting my 35-year-old body on a broom. How about do it for my 40th birthday? If you injure yourself, that's on you. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to have a birthday party. Oh, yeah. Where? The roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really going to do this? I'm really going to do it. Well, Brian better get on it because I told him. I was like, call and, and um, what's it called? What's wrong with book me? Book it? Not book it. Reserve it? Reserve. You reserve the whole place. You can only do it at certain times because they won't let you do it when there's an all skate. Uh-huh. So was it like on a Tuesday night? It's like on a Saturday from like four to six. That's actually perfect. Oh yeah, you're bringing your kids. Like they have little kid skates. Oh, like it's gonna be like great. It's gonna be like a family affair. Like I'm inviting everybody I know plus their children. I'm excited. You better send invitations out now. Your birthday's like in five minutes. Oh, I know. I got really excited about it once I figured out what I was gonna do, and then I've been just like sitting pretty ever since. I'm just like sitting pretty. Yeah, I'm just like. I, you know, want to know, this is funny for the week. I started on Amazon looking up to buy my own skates. <laughs> That's adorable. Do they have rainbows on them? I found these really cute blue ones that I want. Or pink ones. I don't know. Blue and pink ones. That's perfect. That's Jade. awesome. Now, that's a hard word to say. Eco-friendly. <laughs> Why is that? All right, let me start again. <laughs> Equal eco. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That freaking door. It said it right there. It said the majority of our materials are made, are sustainable with an asterisk. And this is no, it was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, at sell trade slow fashion. This one is interesting. Who says at? I don't know. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I always say at. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to allow us to rethrift reduce ourselves. For episode show notes, go to slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Dina's Days and Fat Don't Crack and on Facebook, Rethrift Reduce Podcast.